Hi, and you're very welcome to the fourth episode of the Leitrim GAA podcast here on finalhoistle.ie slash leitrimdaily slash leitrimgaa.ie. It's all a big conglomerate of everything we've been up to for the last little while. Once again, I'm joined by Derek Kelleher, uh, very sun-kissed, no more than myself. Derek, you got a, a bit of sun over the, the weekend? Yeah, I got a lot of sun yesterday morning, and then it was a pity to have to come inside uh, to to watch the game, the the Leitrim lads game on GA Go, but when you're when you're looking at a, a lovely sunny field, um, I suppose when things are opening up opening up slowly again, you can't wait to get a little bit of sunstroke. Any bit at all will keep us going, you know, until September. I had a trip to Antrim to the game and I had the arm out the window for just sitting on the window for most of the way up and the sun was beaming in on it and on the way home same and throughout the game I'm pretty I, I struggled to sleep last night with the the sunburn on my right arm but my face has shown it as well but you know what it's absolutely delightful to have those as problems in the current situation and you're back amongst a crowd of 500 people and what a performance by Leitrim particularly in that last maybe 15-20 minutes from that uh, third quarter uh, water break right through to the end. We're going to be speaking to Evan Sweeney later in the program about uh, his involvement because I suppose he was really the catalyst. He was involved in everything good in that last 20-minute period of the game. Uh, last kick of the game deprived Leitrim of their first points of the league campaign. And we since found out that there will be no semi-final for Leitrim. That's the end of their league campaign because of, I suppose, the, the fixtures that have come out straight to a final which means that uh, Leitrim will be looking for friendly games over the next couple of weeks to build up to that championship fixture in just five weeks' time. Uh, Derek, in terms of the women, they had a, a big game also at the weekend. They played Derry in Balnamore, a fairly straightforward victory there, scored 1-5 in the first 10 minutes and then ran out comfortable enough winners, 118-7 to seven points. The final score in Balnamore uh, puts one foot into the semi-finals for the girls. Uh, the hurlers not in action this weekend, but all three teams, or well, the footballers won't be the ladies footballers and the hurlers in action in their final group games in the Hurling League and the Ladies Football League, respectively, uh, on Sunday. We'll chat about that later in the show. We'll be talking to Evan Sweeney, as we mentioned. We'll also be hearing from Sinead Tai about her involvement in the Leitrim team and a look at the fixture list that came out from Leitrim GA. We might start with that before we go back to the inter-county game at the weekend. Derek, uh, Gort Letter, I know, have been waiting for a couple of months now, eight months for that intermediate final to take place against Anna Duff. Uh, there's a fixture for it. There's a weekend for it, at least. But also, everybody else kind of knows where they stand now for the rest of the summer. Yeah, I suppose it gives a little bit of planning for for all the club players and a little bit of hope for everybody around that if things open up a little bit more as the, the we say the government and uh, the medical crew seem to be aiming at that we might actually get to a game this year even if it's further down the line i know i think it's the 23rd 24th of july is the um penciled in for the intermediate final we i have to go and start sourcing a load of leitrim gear again because i left it up so long the Gartletra flag actually turned into a Kildare flag. It was whiter than my whites that you put in the wash. So it just it devoured the weather that we had. So look, at, we'll be we'll be back again trying to get in Anadolf and Gartletra. And I think there's a, a junior final to be played as well. So um, getting back to try and get the excitement going for the kids that are out for the last four weeks training in all the parishes and clubs and counties around Ireland. They'll be trying to get their colours out again and get that bit of excitement going. Um, for the players involved, it'll be very hard to get motivated because it's kind of the, the excitement. You're on a roll and you don't know whether you're playing or not, but the, the final has to be played. Of course, it'll be lovely for somebody to win it, 
Um, but look at with the, with the help of God, that you, it'll go, go ahead this time. You'd be quite happy if Anna Duff win the the finals. What what I'm taking out of that is that correct? Well, I lived in Anna Duff for ten years and I kept playing with Gartletra. I'd nearly walk to Gartletra, so no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> we talked about the actual what the detail of that later on in the program, uh, but first maybe let's get your thoughts on that game. I know you watched it yesterday afternoon. In terms of uh, Leitrim, your thoughts on, on the game compared to where I suppose we had picked it up uh, seven days earlier. It's uh, it's got to be a, a really big positive step in the right direction, particularly in that last quarter as we've talked about. Yeah, Brethney, look at um for uh, for the first half it was it was hard watching. We didn't win midfield. The amount of marks that um that Antrim pulled off was very visible compared to what we had pulled off. So our, our physical presence or maybe our spatial presence that there was clean catches being got because we seem to be we seem to in the first half be marking an awful lot of space and rushing the player with the ball and Antrim were well able to put it in across, across the top into their full forward line, who are quite good now, to be honest. Um, half time, I presume that there was a lot of mothers on the phone because I couldn't see, and if, if Terry Highland was able to change them that much at half time that they came out, I think there was a lot of family influence on it, I'd imagine. Um, a different outfit in the second half. Um, enthusiastic. Look, at a lot of subs were made, maybe fresh legs, um, Evan Sweeney coming in scoring one four, um, you know, in a in a kind of a game that you weren't you were playing for pride, you were playing for your your place, but he showed when he came in he didn't panic, got his hands in the ball both feet like kicking from left and right from 40, 50 yards over the bar, it 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 lifted the spurs to be honest for anybody that was watching the game, um, it it brought your pride back a little bit because the pride is dented with a lot of people, um. We, I don't think our, our panel probably have have dealt with the the what has happened with COVID, be it at home or on the football field, um, as well as some counties. So we don't seem to be the, the fitness thing. We seem to be a little bit of a, a step off. Either I don't know whether it's physical fitness or our mental fitness that we're not we're not at that pace. We look like um we look like the start of the league, and you needed to be coming in like a lot of teams, the, the Sligo, the Louds coming in like you had about five games under your belt and the ball handling not not up, bringing balls into tackles and losing it. It was just a little bit, it looked like rustiness and you can't afford it with a three-game league. You can't afford rustiness. You know, you need to, the players need to take responsibility for what was done leading up to, uh, along with management, leading up to it and your own personal, what you had put into it and your thoughts, you know. Yeah, the changes that came in yesterday, I suppose, to some it was empty in the bench, it was given lads a chance, but a few people have really put their hand up to be considered for that championship game in a couple of weeks' time because they showed something in a, in a Leitrim jersey that maybe we haven't seen from the more established players who have been featuring up to now. Um, in particular, we've mentioned Evan Sweeney, he's been getting all the headlines over the last couple of days, but also uh, Niall McGovern came in around that 17-minute mark, or the 50-minute mark, David Brown appeared around then, Niall Brady um, also featured, uh, Keith Keegan I thought had a huge impact, as, along with Mark Diffley in that second half, they came on at halftime of course, but those five or six names, they were involved in everything good that Leitrim did in an attacking sense in that final 20-25 minute period. Yeah, look at uh, when I said it earlier on that probably fresh legs. Antrim had had played a fairly powerful and explosive game. Uh, the lads that came on, 
one or two of them would have started uh, before this. And I'd say they saw their opportunity and quite possibly took it to get back into the team. Uh, David Bruin coming in, like it, it, it just added that little bit of explosiveness. I'm just wondering, is there 70 minutes of explosiveness or is it a 25-minute game that we have for, for some of our panel? It kind of it kind of seemed to be coming near the end of the game because some of our big players that would have been big players the year before last when we got promoted, um, no, they were, they were off the pace, like fairly fairly visible. And uh, the thing of like whether you lose possession or not, you don't stand you don't stand up after it and let other people work. We our our work rate just wasn't there. Whether we weren't focused, I don't I don't I can't I can't explain it to be honest because you you always you chase the ball until you're not able to chase it anymore until you collapse on the ground. And if fifteen fellas do that, you're you're not gonna you're gonna be there or thereabouts. I know that we had a great twenty five minutes. But I wouldn't like to be um, coming coming away thinking that all is rosy because we, if you had a, a stronger team, like if we're going out against, we'd say there's a miracle and Sligo beat Mayo. Sligo will be twice as strong as they were in the league. Mayo come out, Mayo will put out whatever team they want and they're going to be powerful. 35, 40 minutes of the way we played against Antrim and we could be 40 pints down. And that's no exaggeration. If Mayo wanted to pound, wanted to pound us, you know. Yeah, I suppose that, that opening 40 minutes that we, we haven't really talked about now, the first half where we gave them a 10-point head start effectively, and they seem to be able to cut us open at will because I know um, the goal that came through, I think it was Connor Stewart from midfield, and nobody tracked him, nobody was able to keep with him, and he, it looked like it was a, an adult playing against maybe an under-16 team the way they just cut us open at will. Orrin Eastwood seemed to have the better of, of Paddy Maguire, and that's a rare enough event, and um, Paddy eventually got the better of him towards that period in the second half. But for the first half hour, whenever he wanted the ball, he just pointed where he wanted it. His teammates found him and he found the space and it just created havoc at the back for Leitrim. And that's something over the last two decades, since you filled those jerseys um, back in the day, we Leitrim was always around for having a really, really solid full back line, whether it was yourself, Dermot Reynolds, Michael McGuinness, uh, John McKeown, McGarrett feeling behind you. Those left back four, back four, Defensive unit was always Leitrim's last line of defence and always probably the best performing element of the team. We don't seem to have that kind of um, tightness at the back that's keeping goals out. We conceded another two goals this weekend. Yeah, but the only thing is, Brighton, like the game has changed and you can, you can try and man mark. 70 minutes is a long time to try and be a casual contact, not a close contact of a corner forward or a full forward. Um, your full your your half back line are pushed out the field. It's a real open game. There's the, the structure of your six backs, two midfielders, and six forwards. That doesn't exist anymore. It's just on the program. So when you go out, you could have anybody. You have a sweeper in in front. Um, that I I'd assume it was aiming at trying to limit the amount of ball going into the full forward line if we're playing Mayo or Sligo. But I don't think we're we're not effective enough. Um, the, the the half back line seem to be pulled out, and whenever the ball is kicked in, like there's excellent ball going in, so you have a about twenty thirty percent chance of uh, of getting a ball when the corner forward and we will say the wing back when they know and have practiced in training the ball over and back. So it's it's a bit of a different game. Um, it it's harder. Uh, because of the structures, they're they're just collapsed. We seem you seem to wait, let people come at you, and we we're not quick enough to break. We're not deadly enough. 
the Dublins, the Kerrys, when they break, there's generally a score at the end of it. We we're not we're running on maybe a third of all of our breaks out. We're not doing it at pace. Paddy Maguire has pace. Um, he's he's the standout out of the whole lot. You know, some of our stronger players, we don't have pace. The the Antrim crew, you could visibly see it that they were stronger on their their we'll say speed endurance. You know, you can run around the field twenty times. That's brilliant, and still walk out at the end of it. But you don't need to do that in a game. You need to know where the ball is going. Learn about the players that you're playing against. Um, quite possibly as we done it years ago, entice them into playing it where you want them to give it. You know, give the space because I. I don't know where the thinking is going. And look at I know that look at it was more than than Evan with the with the younger lads coming in. But I'm just I want to see leadership. I want to see somebody standing up at 26 years of age and beating his chest and saying, Listen, I'm here. We lead lads. Come on, encourage all around you. Not everybody's struggling themselves. You need two or three leaders, uh, no matter how low things are. So at this point, um, some of the lads are going to have to stand up and I know that you can have brilliant players or very good county footballers that are very quiet individuals. That's not what we need. We need somebody to come out with their skin and demand the performance from the people around because you won't, you can't be relying on the sideline, the supporters, uh, the club structure. You need to rely on the people that are around you and it has to hurt when you lose and it doesn't seem to hurt anymore. It's a long time since it hurt. In terms of where that leadership might come from, we, we know the personnel that are in the squad this year. I suppose Keith Byrne will be someone that people would look to. Also, Mark Plunkett has been impressive in each of the three games, despite the results. Um, where uh, Paddy Maguire, obviously, as you mentioned, has been probably head and shoulders the best player on the field for Leitrim in the last three games. Where is that going to come from? Are we looking to those three? Are we looking to any other names you might see coming in there? Well, look, we need Brendan Flynn and the goals to control his six backs. That's really it. Stephen Cluxton controls them. The minute he has the ball, they'll they'll dance to his tune to where he wants to kick it to. They don't they don't tell him because he has only three kicks in a in a five yard run up that where he can play it. So they know exactly what he's going to do. So Brendan needs to be demanding because look at it. It's a hard game. Um, I know when you try and the, the way the game has gone that you're trying your short kickouts, your quick ones, uh, backfired uh, backfired at one stage. Um, it, it'll always backfire in a game. In once in a game, you might be lucky to get away with it, and other times you're not lucky to get away with it. But I don't think it's the losing of any of these games. Uh, like in the Sligo game, it wasn't the losing of it. We it was gone before that. So we're looking at our like we need a, we need a strong fifteen minutes at the start of the first half, the start of the second half. It's the only way it's going to give us a chance. Then you have twenty minutes to play with to try and steady the ship down because. Um, like if any of these teams get on top of you, especially the Mayos or the Sligos, because that's what we're looking at now. This is this is the start and end of our year. We have we have one date to play either of them teams, and we either the lads either pull it together and like we want the supporters, we want to get the flags out, we want a bit of pride, we want to get back to where we were two years ago, wearing your colours around the place. So I hope that the lads will pull it together and with Terry, and no matter what the future holds going into next year, I know we're back down to. To Division Four, um, playing Division Four, extreme Division Four football at the minute. Do you know we can't we can't say that we're uh, that we're we're not we're not performing well we're not performing, but it doesn't look like we have it in us at the minute with whatever has gone on through probably the lack of collective training. You know, 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that's something that will be a worry. Do we look fit, in your opinion? We don't look fit, but it's easy to not look fit on a television um, because you're not getting to the ball and you're leaving late tackles. Like Keith Keegan, he said earlier that he made an impression when he came on. Um, that's like that's that's lack of training, lack of concentration. Two yellow cards for for late pulls. That's not acceptable at at inter county level. Do you know? So whether you're you're strong at going forward on the ball, there's an awful lot more mentally, and Keith will have to concentrate on. Don't do that. That's the one thing that lets you down to not be on the field because they were looking at um the two sendings off in the three games like quite possibly cost us two wins and a semi-final place. Like it's as simple as that. Uh, referee's performance yesterday, I know that there was a very uh, obvious upset on the Leitrim bench at least um, for a very late uh, incident in the game, well into injury time. Six minutes of injury time, probably a minute or two too long, but I'm, I, I can't overly disagree with it. But there was a, a suspicion of a throw ball um, on right in front of the Leitrim bench on the far side of the pitch from where I was doing the commentary for Ocean. And you could see it was obviously he, he didn't play the ball, but the referee it was a judge to have been fouled. Leitrim bench to a man said, absolutely not. Now we have to take a little bit of bias there as well, but it's it's frustrating when you've brought yourself back into the game for those little uh, refereeing decisions to go against them. Now, I didn't think the referee had a bad game because obviously we got the advantage of the two black cards, which probably helped us come back into it uh, around halftime, but also particularly in that final uh, 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, look, at I think probably, uh, I won't call it a moment of madness, uh, a moment of passion that we hadn't seen in the last month and possibly last year as well. That everybody was on the same wavelength, whether things were going good in the camp or not. We actually it actually brought us all onto the one wavelength. And at the end of the day, it didn't make any difference. That's that's all that we can talk about from the game. It wasn't the means of getting into a semi-final or not. It was probably great to get the win, but the win was only another score or two. It's how we got to the point of being so close to winning the game. That's what matters. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't get too caught up in that. You know, you need a little bit of controversy. You know, we all love it. Absolutely. And well, listen, we might as well uh, see what the mood is like in the camp now that you're talking about it. And I suppose we'll have a little chat with uh, the star of the, of the week, really, the man of the moment, Evan Sweeney, who scored 1-4 for Leitrim on Sunday afternoon. Evan Sweeney, uh, it's been a, an eventful couple of days for you. Uh, more than a cameo on Sunday, came on with about 20 minutes to go and uh, kind of blew the game up. Uh, 1-4, you must be delighted with the the impact and the performance and, and I suppose not quite the result, but with the, the overall uh, impact you made on the on the game on Sunday. Yeah, um, it was good to get minutes on Sunday. Um, all right, I suppose personally, it just happened to fall for me. All right, coming in and, and getting on ball and just making things happen. But um, yeah, I suppose... It's mixed emotions. We're, we're proud of the way we battled there for the last 15, 20 minutes. But I suppose looking back, really, it's it's disappointment that we didn't hold on. But we will take a lot from that that 20 minute period. Now, come here, Evan. I might just ask a question on that. And I sometimes I do go from different angles and people are wondering what on God's earth is this South Leitrim fella talking about? But um, look at coming on and we like we were all watching on GA ago and it's it's simple for us watching you come on 
you put over some savage points from your left and your right foot. It was it was like a fantastic performance in a championship game for a fella that was going to rip his jersey off, really concentrating. But sitting on a bench, waiting to get going in a game, the way that it was going, explain just for, for anybody that would be listening, to how do you keep your focus? How do you decide, I'm coming on here, I'm going to do something? Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. I suppose when you're coming in, coming in from the subs, you're you're always trying to keep an eye on on the play and kind of, I suppose, looking at different patterns of play and things like that. But um, uh, just I suppose on a whole, we we spoke a lot about kind of pride during the week, and you know we we're just very disappointed with our, our league campaign. You know there have been there there have been some positives there, but I suppose we just wanted to get a performance um, yesterday. So. Just coming in, I suppose just you're just trying to make something happen. You're trying to be positive and you're trying to really just kind of help the cause. But um I thought we rallied really really well, um, especially in the last 20 minutes. But some days the thing was just kind of the ball was kind of falling to me in the right place and that, but another day you'll go out and it'll be the total opposite. So yeah, again, we're just really kind of happy with the last 20 minutes, and we'll use that kind of, you know, we've got a bit of momentum now going into the next five, six weeks. So I'm not sure you're doing yourself enough of a service when you when you say it just happened to be a bit, a bit lucky in the right place at the right time. I think there was something you brought to that kind of performance that evening that we haven't seen from many Leitrim players in the last couple of weeks, and that was just that intensity and that kind of just prepared to put the work in, not just on the score because that's where you get the, the column inches, but every time a player was in trouble, you were always the out ball, whether that was in space on the other side of the pitch or just off his shoulder, you just seem to be in the right place at the right time on Sunday. And maybe it was just a purple patch, but but what 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 makes that happen for you on the game? And it's not just as simple as look, like is it a conscious decision that I'm just gonna burst through walls uh to to help whatever I can to get the, the result? Yeah, it's a it's a hard one to put your finger on. I suppose if you look back at our three games, the broader point is probably we're, we're playing in fits and, and starts. We're playing for 15 and 20 minute 20 20 minute intervals so um you could just see that yesterday you know where we started well then we went into our shell again and then we let Antrim even start well in the second half and then we played but um as regards coming on I suppose yeah it's it's we spoke about it during the week it's no small feat to to put on the Leitrim jersey you know it's um you know lads are trying to do the right thing we're, we're trying to move forward as a group so yeah, I suppose it's it's trying to really every time you take the field, put your best foot forward. Really, there's yeah, there was no uh, big speeches or anything beforehand, but I think we all wanted to uh, just kind of perform well, and we didn't do that for the sixty or seventy minutes, should I say? But we at least finished well. So yeah, I suppose it gives a uh, from from watching it at home. <coughs> excuse me, and. Um, from playing years ago briefly for whatever length of time five or six years um it hurts when Leitrim loses and it still it still does when you're at home you you take that little bit it gives it gives you a bit of a knock it's not a thing that you can just walk on and get on with it and I would have said it before that and for over the years that I'd hope that at some stage we get that it really it really knocks everybody that's involved when you lose that you, you don't want to see anybody that's Maybe that was the old style sort of stuff. And there's a lot of distractions now. We didn't have mobile phones then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To kind of take your mind off it. So you lived with the defeat for a week and you had to deal with it. But um, hopefully, 
like coming into the championship game and like there's lots of weeks back together is is a massive thing and um, we're all going to be talking about uh is there going to be the same management what sort of a panel will be there next year blah blah you know the usual stuff that uh, the media love and the controversial people love i i don't well i talk about it a little bit but i think it defies the overall purpose of our 40 year plan to try and win a kind of championship for example but um like one thing that I, and this is just for we said the younger crew i'm over it under i've two and a half year olds up to five year olds wobbling around the pitch now and they're in their leitrim jerseys there is uh 20 under fives like they're going to be looking up to the likes of yourself in a couple of years when they're watching the television with their daddies and their mammies so like when when you're coming across what what would more what motivated you to do never mind about the balls dropping to you when they got into your hand you had options to do whatever you done and what you done was the right option what motivated you or how did you keep a level head to just have the confidence to take that shot and keep taking them that's just a question i have um yeah no it's a good point i suppose um yeah, I suppose I've made lots of mistakes over the years and probably will make more mistakes going forward. So you're just kind of maybe learning from past mistakes and things like that. But yeah, I suppose you're just, Terry, you know, has talked about backing ourselves. That was kind of, you know, one thing he tried to bring into us a couple of years ago. So, you know, there's times we haven't done that, but there's times we have kind of brought that out, brought that out onto the field as well. So yeah, there was no just kind of really played as you see it but obviously we had to bring a bit of urgency to the game because you know we were 10 and 11 points down at the time and you know our performances just ha haven't been good enough this last you know this last three games and um, you know we, we really felt like we've made progress now this past this into our third year now so we've made progress yes and there there are some positives there but we're, we're still not winning games you know so um yeah, I suppose it just kind of stemmed from that. A bit of frustration during the week. And as you touched on there, Derek, like we were all very disappointed after the game last weekend. And I think we we're all hurting a little bit. So we just need to, I suppose, I don't know the answer yet, but we just need to kind of um, put our finger on why we're not performing for 70 minutes. Because we seem to be out playing teams for 10 and 15 minutes and getting six, seven points on the trot. Um, but it's the other 15 minute interval then we need to work on. But um, yeah, that that's kind of it um, in a nutshell, really. On a personal level, Evan, I suppose you've been named in the starting lineup in the programme in each of the three games so far. You've only actually started one of them. Is that disappointing to kind of see your name on a team announcement and then find out maybe either before or after that that you're not going to be featured? Because I'm sure it brings with it those texts from people going, oh, I see you're in the team today. And then you're like, you've got that almost... Well, actually, no, I'm not, and you kind of have to deal with that situation. What's that like as a player? Because it can't be easy either. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a tricky one, all right. I suppose to be fair, we do have a panel of 34 now, and um, you know we we have some strong younger players that have come in, particularly last year, and who have come in at the start of last year. Now the COVID, obviously, the two condensed season, we haven't got a full kind of run at it with them, but. Yeah, you're just kind of playing it as you, as you go, really. Um, and if you're starting great, you get in and try and do the best. But you saw yesterday, like, you know, um, there was some new lads. I know Tom Pryor made his debut yesterday. And David Bruin has kind of been in this year as well and has started most games and came on yesterday. And there's lots of other lads there too, kind of pushing on the fringes that 
you will see, I'd say, maybe either later this year or into next year and that. So, yeah, I suppose really you're, you just kind of go with it. Um, but there is, there's good competition there, you know, and there is even yesterday, you know, there's a couple of lads come back into it as well. So, um, yeah, just as I kind of said earlier, like the, the momentum thing, we it's just mixed emotions. Obviously, we really were disappointed we didn't hold on to the draw, but we at least have a bit of momentum now to bring in kind of the next five, six weeks, really, you know. Of course, it is uh, that five weeks to the 11th of July, Mayo or Sligo, the opponents. I suppose from a Leitrim supporter's point of view, uh, what is the, this, this just to wrap up, what's the chances for Leitrim? Can, can Leitrim um, get through that game? I suppose there's not many people outside of the county that will give us a snowball's chance in hell of, of beating probably either Sligo or Mayo at this point, particularly Mayo. Um, what's the mood within the camp? Is, is there a possibility of pulling off a, probably one of the biggest shocks in recent years in, in Gaelic football? Um, after we haven't really spoke about it yet, you know, it was just kind of focusing on the league. So um, we'll get back in now this uh, this week. And like you said, there we at least have a nice block. We have um, I think it's five weeks from this Sunday, um, so we have a nice block to prepare for that. But um, just kind of touched on what I said earlier, like it's irrelevant who you play, who you're playing. Really, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's 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 no small feat to kind of to 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 represent Leitrim and that. And, you know, we kind of feel like we have lots of ability. So be it whoever you're playing, it's an opportunity to kind of, you know, express your skills and express um, what we can do kind of on a national level. So, yeah, just kind of looking forward to the next few weeks as well, coming into the summer as well. So, And before we let you go, we better just wrap up with, uh, um, we obviously are sponsored by winnawedding.ie this year. Um, any need for that in your life? Have you bought a ticket yet? Any chance we'll see you in uh, Lochrane at some point in the next couple of years with a nice ring, white dress, somebody very, nice. Very slim chance of that now, Brefany, but uh, no, no panic on that. But it's a great initiative now and it seems to be gathering momentum. So good from that side of it. You do have a couple of years to use it though, so you never know. We won't give up hope on you just yet. Evan Sweeney, uh, you were definitely firing on all cylinders on Sunday. Uh, congratulations. Despite the result, uh, the performance definitely gave a, a little bit of a pep back into everybody involved in Leitrim GA's step over the last couple of days. So thanks very much for that. And the best of luck over the next couple of weeks into the the, the um, championship against Mayor Sligo and beyond. The new fixtures out as well, of course. We'll be talking about that later in the programme. Evan, thanks for joining us. Evan, thank thanks you. very much. Thank you. Take care. Well, one person who definitely has no need in her world for a wedding because she's just got married in the last couple of months over the, the new year is Leitrim fullback Sinead Ty, and she joins us now. Uh, Sinead, you definitely no plans for a second wedding anytime soon. You're happy enough. It's going well. Everything's sorted. Yes. Yeah. No, we were delighted. Uh, delighted to get it done. So, no, I won't be, <laughs> won't be planning another wedding anytime soon. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, well, obviously, let's talk about football because that's why we're on the show. And um, we have, I suppose, another really fine performance from Leitrim Ladies over the weekend. Uh, a good, solid victory over Derry, uh, 118 to 7 points. Um, I suppose, tell us, I suppose, what's the mood in the camp after the, the victory? Good. Yeah, I suppose, firstly, delighted with the victory and, you know, with the two points. But, you know, I suppose there's, a lot of us maybe weren't fully happy with their performance um, and we, we felt there was lots of room there for improvement. So, you know, it's a great position to be in that, that you've gotten the win. But, um, you know, we, we know we've loads of work still to do um, and, you know, looking forward to just trying to build each week, um, you know, and improve and, and 
grow and develop as a team. And, you know, so definitely things are, are going well, but we, we know we've, we've a long way to go as well. Very good. And Sinead, do you mind if I might come in there for a second? In in regards to that, and I would have asked a question probably of some of the, the lads' teams and the hurlers as well, um, with all the COVID restrictions, like leading us into, we'll say, the last month when uh, the teams could get together for, for training and get back into normality as we know it, um, how, how are all the girls coming in fitness-wise and focus-wise into your first couple of training sessions because I know it's hard you, you only have a number of weeks before you're playing your first league game and it's very hard you really want to be concentrating on team rather than anything got to do with fitness you know ball and team and and sticking together how how did everybody come in or was it was a, it seemed to be a success for you obviously with the with the results you're getting yeah I think you know it's probably testament to the group that are there you know and, and to the management you know we, we had our plans and, and everybody worked extremely hard you know throughout the lockdown individually Um, you know you had your program you had your trainings to do Um, and everyone got it done in fairness Um, you know and it was always good you know on the group Um, you know everyone was, was communicating and, and you could see that that the work was been done so I suppose that meant when we got back onto the field, um, yeah, we, we was very much able to get on with football. Um, you know, and I suppose you're still working on on the fitness and that, you know, we'd be working on that all year. But yes, you know, we'd be had a base there that we were able to build from. Um, but you know, that was definitely down to the the hard work of the girls. And, um, you know, everybody went out and, and did it. And, you know, we all wanted to do it. We want to, you know, improve. We wanted to hit the ground running um and be as fit as we could be. So um, you know, and it was great. You know, we had super plans and stuff from management that we were able to to implement ourselves. So yeah, definitely, I think it made that transition easier, and we were obviously just all delighted to you know get back together and get back training. So you know, everyone everyone hit the ground running. Yeah, in terms of was the game on Sunday, and obviously the Louth game the previous week was a reversal from last year. You'd be Louth had beaten you in the league last year. You had a much bigger victory against Derry last year. It was probably kind of a unfair, almost a matchup. Just Derry never really got into the game. This year, a lot tighter. You scored five, one five in the first 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, it kind of just petered off a little bit. There was a, almost visible after watching the game back this morning. There was an awful, almost kind of, the the, the level just seemed to drop off a little bit, Felipe. When you talked about maybe the performance not being where you'd like it to be. Is that a concern going forward that... When you come up against stronger teams down the line, whether it's league semi-finals or finals or in the championship, that uh, Leach will need to work on that over the next couple of weeks and months. Yeah, I suppose as you say, we got off to a good start, um, and you know, definitely they, they brought huge intensity um, during those periods in the first half. Um, you know, so we, we kept with them and you know kept working at it, but there's definitely room there for you know, for improvement and, you know, when we chatted at a half time, we knew we could all do much better. So, you know, we came out in the second half and I think we were much better in, in defence and, you know, converting those those attacks up front as well. So, you know, there's there's definitely lots of, of areas and, and lots of, of places we can improve and, and work on. But, you know, it's a great position to be in where we're really looking forward to the game next weekend and, you know, looking forward to a big performance as well, hopefully, and, and to push on. Very good. Yes, great, Sinead. We I we started and you be you know you know Gartletra fairly well anyway, so you would um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing you can't deny anyway, it's a bit uh, <laughs> the Gartletra side of it. Um 
we have we, we have we have massive numbers um at underage level now that have come out we haven't seen the likes of it before and this year and i pres- I, i'd assume that has got to do with covid got to do with parents wanting to get out but the the increase in gir- in the number of girls that are out in the pitch like we're we're looking at uh 20 under fives and we have five boys and we have 15 girls like the yeah. numbers the numbers are increasing dramatically and um i see it like with the the lady coaches and the fellas working together like the the i suppose with the sponsorship of um the ladies ga um hitting the television um social media all of that sort of stuff like the youngsters are mad for for football so they are especially the girls like the fellas it, it was always kind of a, a historical thing that was there but it's really coming now and um i have to hand it to, to yourselves and all your teammates and all the age groups going down at county level it's fantastic and the advertisement for ladies ga like we're, we're starting to come which i think is brilliant it's starting to come to a power especially with breffney and this sort of a, a platform that you have a voice and use it as good as you can like you know so i'd like to compliment all, all the players and is there anything that you would say to any because i know that you, you would have been in that uh, 10 years ago or 15 years ago whatever the case may be um at that age a little bit of advice to the, the young girls that are training away and um looking forward to hopefully playing in the in the leitrim jersey yeah no i definitely agree with you derek and like there's been huge investment over the last couple of years even as a player like the the, the exposure you have now is is huge like even you know just from the the league point of view there like all of those games are streamed live you're able to go back and watch them during the week like that's absolutely incredible you know it was never it was never heard of before um you know you might you might see a league final on the telly at a push but you certainly wouldn't be you know have access to to you know a division 4 league game live streamed um so from that point of view i think that exposure is only going to to drive everything on and as you say encourage more and more people to to get involved so i suppose that's huge credit to you know Lidl have invested massively in it TG4 as well and, and ladies Gaelic for giving that platform to do it um and i suppose from what you're saying about the underage is fantastic and i see it myself we i coach the the underage standing contributor in the Saturday morning so we do a great fun but you see you see the numbers coming out and you know we 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 made a move a couple of years ago and, and set up the girls academy as well so that they're not training together and you know sometimes that even encouraged you know even more girls to come out because i suppose when they got to a stage of maybe 8 or 10 you know they they were they were finding it tough, I suppose, to compete with the boys, whereas, um, you know, when they're on their own, they, they might have that little bit more confidence um, playing and, and training and stuff. And obviously the same, you see huge numbers coming out and they absolutely love it. Um, you know, and it's it's great crack for, for an hour on a Saturday morning and you try and use up as much energy as they have, but they keep going all day. You know, they, they love playing and, and training and stuff. So like you say, that's what you're trying to do is, is give them you know role models that they can aspire to to play for Leitrim hopefully one day and um yeah you know i think it's a really great time to be involved and to be playing it's it's really exciting and it's it's great to be part of it 
Yeah, speaking of youngsters coming through, there are a couple of girls who've broken into that squad and into that starting 15 over the last couple of weeks. And uh, we've seen the likes of Abby Sweeney coming in there beside you, Re Rebecca Rooney, another one who's played in the defence for Leitrim over the last few weeks. Who has impressed you or, or, or which players have impressed you coming through that I suppose we've been aware of them to the club scene, but now we're seeing them in the Leitrim jersey and, and winning in National League games? Yeah, I think there's... A brilliant, you know, bunch of, of youth that have made that step up, you know, even this year or going back to last year. Um, and I suppose that's that's one of the huge advantages of our panel at the moment is that you have a really great blend of youth and, you know, more experienced players there, you know, so whether it's in training or in, in games and stuff, you have such a great blend there and everyone really drives each other on, you know, there's huge competition there and it doesn't matter if you've been playing for five years or if it's your first year in um you know everyone is, is given that equal chance and equal opportunity and you know I think that's what's you know giving those young girls confidence as well um you know they're they're well able to perform on the big stage and you know it's, it's fantastic to to see them coming on and, and making such an impact and you know starting and, and doing really really well in you know in the last two games and and you know hopefully in the future as well it's, it's really positive and really good for the team yeah, I suppose, uh, finally, I suppose the, everyone's attention now turns to the game against Antrim at the weekend. It's a, a bit of a trek. The boys had to do it this week. The girls do it on Sunday. You'd go in as favourites to this game, but you've got one step, one foot already in the semi-finals um, where you'll possibly face the the winners of uh, of the of the other group or the second place team in the other group, which will be decided between a, a game between Carlo and Limerick this weekend. Um, what's the, the plan going going in will we see more youngsters uh, coming through getting a half an hour here or 30, 25 minutes there to have a look at and see what's there because or or will it be a case of let's win the game get the job done first and then maybe look at blood and players yeah i think definitely the, the priority will be to win the game and you know in terms of the team um you know we, we don't even know who's going to be starting their play and um, you know i think that's what's keeping everything so fresh um there's there's just massive competition there um you know we get back together wednesday night friday night and you know training is just it's, it's brilliant at the moment um you know there's great energy there and everybody is, is like I say pushing each other on so definitely the focus is to you know get the performance get the win on, on Sunday um, and yeah you know that's that's what we're kind of fully focused on at the moment so please God we'll, we'll deliver. Excellent well listen congratulations on a fine win at the weekend and the very best of luck up in Antrim on Sunday I'm sure we'll be looking at plenty of success for Leitrim in the season ahead with the girls. Great thanks a million. Thank you very much. Sinead Tyler, uh, fantastic work from the ladies over the last couple of, I suppose, the last two or three seasons to really pull themselves back out of a, a really, I suppose, unfortunate situation they found themselves in on and off the pitch. And there's really, really bright future ahead for the Leitrim ladies on and off the pitch. Uh, good work there by Hugh Donnelly and the girls making themselves available. Um, in terms of, at the top of the show, we talked about the club fixtures and the master fixture plan was released by Leitrim's CCCC. I'm not quite sure what the C stand for, but they 
do decide uh, everything to do with the club uh, fixtures through the season um, in terms of all the discipline and all the fixtures and everything that comes with the club championships and the leagues. And the good news is, uh, from everybody's point of view, is that we have a league this year. We didn't have one last year because of COVID, obviously. And we will be looking at a, a non-county player competition uh, at all division levels starting on Saturday and Sunday, the 19th and 20th of June. So just three more weeks to wait in terms of, well, two and a half by the time people uh, get to see this or listen to this uh, in terms of, of competition. And it'd be great to see teams back out on the pitch playing games against each other again. It's been a bit a bit too long, Derek. Yeah, look, and I think it's the first bit of stability that uh, all club players and county players have had. It, we'll talk about Leitrim here. I know it's happening across the whole country. But uh, stability is, I think, from here on in, there mightn't be too many with the sun holidays. So uh, families will know the weekends that there's games whether they want to, uh, the training lead nothing of them. And hopefully we will get in and partners, children, whatever extended family, will get to see games again because we're craving that. We're craving the, the football schizophrenic at the back of the stand. We miss him and her so much for the last two years, you know, that we're walking away going, what was that about? But we miss that sort of stuff. And the outlet for people for their mental health of players and everybody else. It's it's a big one. Like so looking forward to this year's um competition. I'd say like I started a, a kind of a fitness class a week ago. And it's when you concentrate on what you're doing and focus for an hour. The last time I done that in training was back in was it 2001 was the last time I played with Leitrim. You know, that was inter-county football training when you focus for an hour, nothing else in your life mattered. So it was great to get out to that and talk to nine other fellas that were at training. Um, so anything like that, to, to get people together, it's it's wonderful. And to get the youngsters going, watching the games even, or going to them, hopefully, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this will run in conjunction with the senior inter-county season, uh, both hurling and football, as well as the under-20 football panel. And none of those players will be allowed participate in those county leagues this year. Um, in terms of that, the under-20s are in action. They play Roscommon uh, the, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, the 6th, 7th of July, midweek of that week. Uh, they could be out the following week in a semi-final with a final uh, to be played the following week after that. So we're looking at um, the mid-July the under twenty one champ under twenty championship as it is now will be played out. Whether that's one game, two game, or three, uh, will remain to be seen over the next couple of weeks. Sligo await in the semi final, so it really is an opportunity for Leitrim to push on with a chance of Mayo or Galway in a final should they get that far. There's a really good bunch of lads. Some of them we saw in the senior squad over the last couple of weeks, the likes of Tom Pryor um, coming through. Paul Keeney, we've talked about on the show before as well, and there's plenty of others coming through uh, that should give that uh, underage side, the under-20 side, a little bit of backbone. Four weeks to their first game. Obviously, Mayo and Leitrim, they're out in the, the first round of the Hurling Championship uh, the weekend of the 3rd and 4th of July. That will be round two of the All-County League. And they face Donegal the following weekend. The Nicky Rackard final, should they get there, 
to be played on the 31st of July. And of course, the Connacht Senior Championship kicks off as well, the 11th of July, down for that game. Mayo or Sligo await. And Mayo, it will be in McHale Park, while Sligo would be in Carrick. And the final, if we get there, uh, is the weekend of the 25th of July. In, in terms of how the county pan or the club scene pans out, we've five dates down for those starting the weekend of the 19th, 20th of June, and also. Uh, right through to the 17th of July with the finals of those uh, penciled in for the 24th, 25th of July, same weekend as the Connacht final. And that weekend, I suppose, takes on an even bigger significance for four teams in the county, your own side included, Derek. Uh, Gortletcher will face Anna Duff in the intermediate final uh, that weekend. The 25th of July, it's penciled in for, we'll get firmer details from the CCCC later on in the program, or later on in the, in the summer, should I say, uh, the Junior A final between Havas and Clune mm. will also take place that weekend. And the Junior B final, which still has to be played from last year, is scheduled for the weekend after. Of course, those league finals will be pushed a week if any of those four teams we mentioned uh, do reach the final of their league in the fo- in that round all of those games wrapped up by the start of august and that's when the fun starts first weekend in august 7th 8th uh, will be the start of the senior football championship and really for the club in the county and for our coverage here on the show and that's going to be the main focus through the summer plenty of action it was such a delight to have a really competitive league season last year and i think we're going to see plenty of the same. It's going to be sunshine. It's going to be played through the month of August. It's how club football should be, Derek. Uh, from a, a supporter's point of view, from a former player's point of view, and someone involved with Gord Letra, um, you don't know yet whether it's going to be the senior championship or the intermediate championship. You'll only get maybe two weeks of a lead-in. It's not much prep time either for the preparation required for senior football or having to deal with the disappointment if you're back in that intermediate grade again this year. Yeah, look at Breffney Championship is championship. It'll be it'll be decided um intermediate or senior in, in the game against Anna Duff. I'd be hoping that it'd be senior, but still at the end of the day, you have two weeks. What are you gonna do in two weeks that's gonna prepare you for either or you have to be prepared to play championship football and leave everything on the field when when you get out to play and make sure that you're that you're able to play because um look at it's it's gonna be tight going. Players have been out for the last number of months doing their own uh, training sessions, virtual training sessions, road running, Everton, I would have said it a couple of weeks ago on the programme, that we've seen people, we start inquiring who's running the road and uh, who is this individual and that individual. So we're actually seeing the players out in our community that we didn't see before because they were in behind, you could basically say closed doors because nobody went to the park to see who was there. You might recognise somebody in a game. Now we're starting to get a bit more local and a little bit more support involved because we all we all need it. Um, the players need it, family need it, uh, supporters. We are we are mad for a good game of football, and to to get together to complain about it, to preach about how great we were years ago and how things haven't changed and blah blah. Well, at the end of the day, we want sport back again and. It's it's nearly like it would have been said by was Shane Ward years ago that managed Leitrim. He was he was very fond of saying uh, the reset. We'll hit the reset button. Now my reset button, I'd be I'd be wiped altogether. I wouldn't. I'd be walking around in circles. But if you're talking about trying to reset, if you could just reflect on where we're at, and I know there was there was comments about the standard of Leitrim football. This is an opportunity now for players that have um, 
have actually trained by themselves to put in a big effort. Um, the distraction of everything that we fell foul for the last 25 or 40 years and every any scandal that ever came out of Roscommon or Leitrim or any of the counties that talked about it, Dublin and Kerry, there was never a drinking scandal or somebody not turning up to train and scandal. It only seems to happen in some of the weaker counties or where we're our own worst enemy, to be honest, you know, because everybody makes mistakes. Now there's an opportunity and people realise that sport is a massive, it plays a massive part in our lives for our children, for our families. It gives us a source of entertainment, something to talk about, and that we have an opinion that people will listen to because we all have a, an opinion about COVID and none of us know anything about it. We think we do. So look at once we get into once we get into um get into the first couple of games, um hopefully we'll be seeing new players. And like as you said about the under 20s going out, some of these players I'd like to see one or two that might stake a claim on a senior side two weeks later. It has happened before. We had the likes of the Finton McBrien's um the Jimmy Guckins years ago, the Adrian Charles's years ago, that were that were excellent early on. Now we we I had to wait a little bit longer. I just wasn't the prodigal child, you know. I had to work a little bit harder at it. But um, that's what we're looking to see. Like these young lads come in, show us, show us when we're watching the games, show us what you're about. Do you know? Not the like what happened in the interim game where you see a man getting a black card for abusing the referee. That's that really yet people looking around wondering what was that all about. So this is the opportunity now to actually go out and show what you're made of, um, you know, blend in with everybody else and give us something to talk about. Fill up the Leitrim Observer, fill up our programs and uh, let us get back on the summer road, you know. Absolutely. It promises to be a fantastic weekend. Our season ahead for everybody from county teams right down to all clubs at all levels within the county of course as we mentioned the championship does throw in on the 7th 8th of august we can expect a similar setup to last year where all the teams playing around the same time and create that kind of atmosphere again <clears throat> hopefully we will have bodies back into grounds at least in some sort of numbers uh, for that stage of the season i think things are looking pretty good for that and of course the county final scheduled for sunday the 17th of october all things going well and of course we will say this with the proviso that everything is dependent on uh, regulations and guidelines from both the Gaelic associations and also from uh, the government really over the next few weeks and months as we hope everything comes back to somewhat relative normality. Derek, uh, before we go, we better look at the fixtures for the weekend ahead. And of course, our footballers not in action this weekend, at least in competitive fair. Uh, there has been an announcement from the GAA that there will be no semi-finals in Division 4 this year. Sligo will proceed on to the champ or to the final uh, against um, Wexford, where they will play them. Leitrim had expected to play them at the weekend, or in two weeks' time, but that won't happen now because of Sligo's involvement in the first round of the, the Connacht Championship against Mayo. A couple of weeks later, they're going to give them as much time as possible. Leitrim's lost. We now have to go and find some teams to play against over the next couple of weeks to prepare for whoever lies in store in five weeks' time. In terms of the hurlers, they are in action on Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m., throw in in Park Sean McDermott. That game will be live on LeitrimGA.ie and on LeitrimGA's YouTube channel. Uh, I'll be providing the commentary uh, from that game on Sunday afternoon. We would love to have you involved. But at the same time, the girls are in action. They make the trip up to Antrim, and that game also free to watch on uh, 
I think I'm not quite sure where it's free, but if you check out ladiesgaelic.ie and the Leitrim GA social media, you will find that I would imagine it'll be on uh, the YouTube channel for Ladies Gaelic as well. But uh, both those games streamed live. Get your fix for the weekend. And don't forget, of course, Leitrim GA Supporters Club is open for membership at the moment. 5,000 euro first prize. All that information on leitrimsupportersclub.ie. And for those of you in the need for it, winawedding.ie, obviously, 25,000 euro wedding up for grabs, 150 guests at the absolutely gorgeous Loch Rin Estate and Gardens over in Mull. They want you to win a wedding at that premises, but also the proceeds of the draw do go to the development and support of all Leitrim football teams at all levels and we do need to really row in behind Terry Highland and his team over the coming weeks to put up the best possible show at all levels senior under 20 the hurlers and everybody else involved in terms of uh, representing the county at national level for us Derek it's been a pleasure as always I'm sure it won't be long before we see you again and uh, enjoy the barbecues and the everything else you got planned for the good weather make sure I wear some sunscreen I got burnt myself over the weekend your face looks like it could do with a little bit of a cooling down you've been uh, burnt yourself to a no, no 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 yeah it's not advised but a little bit of sunstroke has been so long since we got it like you know and uh, it's great yeah I'll be back in training for the it's not is it the reserves is it or is that what we're called we used to be the juniors but uh, the reserve tree or something like that I don't understand it but if there's a game on a Sunday morning I'll be there tip-top shape, Zoom training all the way. (laughs) Listen, Derek, we'll talk to you again very shortly. Cheers. Thank you, Beverly.